Hello everyone and welcome to episode 6 of The Deer Horn, a Seat Lombard podcast for the curious and committed. Episode 6 was supposed to be a bonus episode uh, with Patchpoint. Uh, Patchpoint was, uh, or is a musical instrument store in Berlin that I wanted to interview, you know, they were on the list before I even started this podcast of places that I wanted to talk to. And so with all the hype around Peter's move and everything, I reached out to Patchpoint and, and I wanted to get a chat in as soon as possible. And uh, Mr. Darren Wiener from Patchpoint was all for it. And yesterday morning we got to chatting. And what I wasn't prepared for was two minutes into that chat, Darren passed the phone off to Mr. Peter Blasser himself. Um, I was not prepared for that. I didn't have anything ready to to talk to Peter about, but uh, it was fine nonetheless. Uh, you'll probably see or hear rather that I was somewhat nervous in parts of this interview, but it, it was just I was not mentally prepared. Um, that doesn't mean it's not great. It's a it's a great interview. It's super fun. Peter and Darren were kind of jamming out as the interview played, so they recorded it on a Zoom mic and. Normally I throw in an ambient bed behind, but I just left that out because uh, saved me a lot of trouble by them providing the music for me. So thanks, Darren and Peter. And in the chat, uh, we talk a little bit about sed racks. Darren shares a really cool tip for side chain compression on the deer horn. Uh, we get into Stuber and Oval Synths and talk about how they're the pinnacle of Peter's instrument design because they're purposely bad. Uh, we also talk about the power of YouTube to influence people's decisions in uh, buying synthesizers and instruments in general. We talk about the importance of stereo, which is something that I I think that was a huge part of why I fell in love with Seattle Lombard Instruments because I've always been a stereo junkie and uh, Peter's stuff is very purposely stereo, and we talk a little bit about that and uh, how stereo to mono sum cables are known as the cheat cable for Seat Lombard instruments. Um, yeah, the other cool thing that kind of came up in this chat I found out after, so we talk a little bit about how Patchpoint has a studio that you can rent for free, and they have some historic instruments in there. Um, they have the Sidrazi organ and a Kokolase. And after I talked to Fern Lodge from episode one, Joe kindly informed me that uh, he believes that he sold the Sidrazi and Kokolase to Patchpoint. So uh, a little bit of tying the first episode into the sixth here. And yeah, so I guess now that Peter Blasser is and has been on the show, this is the magnum opus episode. Uh, uh, the intent of this show is still 100% to focus on artists and what they love about the instruments and the work they, they do with them. So still lots of stuff going forward. This doesn't mean the end by any means. And uh, yeah, and at the end of our chat, they recorded a sweet little jam uh, for the show. So you'll get to hear that as well. And no transition track, so we're going to fade out now and jump right into talking to Patchpoint's Darren Wiener and Peter Blasser. Enjoy. Hi, this is Peter Blasser. Hey Peter, how you doing? How are you? I'm great. I wasn't expecting to hear your voice today. Yeah, what would you like to know about Studworth? Uh... Tell me all about it. I'm not super familiar with the Studworth. Well, it's a Tocante, which is a touch-operated musical instrument that charges with solar panel, and it uses... Uh, you have to build it yourself, and that is what proves your Studworthiness. Well, I have no DIY skills. I think I've said before on this podcast, I can barely tie my shoes, so... <laughs> Well, that's okay, too. You just can't have the stud worth. If, well, you could come... Well, no, yeah, you gotta make it yourself. Yeah. 
Because it's designed and it's really the old fashioned. It's these through hole components, the kind that you push through the board and you solder all the way through. Okay. The component that goes through the board. That's something from the 20th century that's, wow. We still have it. I can't believe we still have it. But, yeah, it's still available. We should enjoy it while it lasts. And you have Tecantes that aren't DIY as well, right? There's some you can buy that are yeah. built? Yeah, that's all available at Patchpoint. Yes, we have all Tecantes. Cool. Available. So are you working like in the window. directly with Patchpoint now? Yeah, I'm living in Berlin, so I don't have the workshop in Portland. I'm renting it to someone. Okay. Yeah. So there's no nowhere to get your stuff on this side of the pond anymore? Nope. Well, that's nope. A, a big move for you. Yeah. 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 And how's it been so far? Yeah, it's been great. I love the spaces and places out here. We're trying to figure out a workshop right now, and a wood shop would involve wood, too. <laughs> so we're looking at wood. Uh-huh. We looked at sawmills, and we looked at um, workshops. Like doing yep. workshops for your instruments? Yeah, to make the, uh, to make the wooden cases, we get local sawmill lumber and we get different varieties that's the core ideas you get different varieties now in portland i was using walnut cedar and oh like oregon maple and madrone was really cool madrone was yeah it looks like salmon now here we have buka, we have beech, and burka is birch. Nussbaum. Well, we're gonna see if we could get nussbaum. The kirsch is gonna be first. We're gonna try to get cherry, and but you know what? We they have dug fir here too. Oh, I Douglas. didn't mention I was using Douglas fir in Oregon, and they have dug fir here too. It came from the northwest. You know, like Oregon, and it came out, and it's over, and the whole world uses it now. And it's a very noble wood. It's a, it, I guess you would call it a soft wood, but it's a pseudo tsuga, which means it's almost like a yew. And it is a very noble wood. It's a very beautiful wood. And I, what I've seen from the wood here has been that mixed with birch. Yeah. Okay. Oh, no, not birch, but beech. Beach. And it has, beach has these little dots in it. I like the spots of beach. And actually, beach is like a pretty noble wood, too. They're silvery and shiny, and they stand apart in the forest. And especially in the winter, you go in the woods and they keep their bronze-colored golden leaves all through the winter. And you see their silver bark shining like kind of like ghosts and skeletons, metallic forms, and these gilded leaves. They're very noble trees. It's very beautiful woods. I'm thankful for all the woods. Like David Lynch said, wood is a gift from the gods. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Wood's great. Darren, are we going to ever move from using wood to using plastic? I, he just said, hell no, in the most American way he could. I was just thinking that, getting to talk to him. Um, is he American originally? Well, I'm going to hand you back. He has a history. Here you go. He's I'd love that. Thanks, Peter. I got cheese in Yes, hello? We don't have speaker phones. We have a budget phone, so we don't have speaker phones, so we have to hand the phone back and forth. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Thanks. I wasn't prepared to, to talk with Peter as well today, so... Oh, yeah, well, that was, that was part of the excitement, right? Oh, man. I'm all nervous now. 
Well, you, well, I can hopefully I can calm you down from being nervous. Yeah, sure. If you if you wouldn't mind, Darren, just tell me a little bit about um, your background and how that led to Patchpoint. Um. Well. Yeah. Well, I I decided. How did it lead to Patchpoint? Well, I moved to Germany because um, that was uh, something that I wanted to do for a long time, and uh, I didn't want to work, well, yeah, so I, I, yeah, basically I somehow, I was a musician, that was my job, and um, now I'm, yeah, sort of a musician, but then I wanted to do something where I wasn't uh, working for um, companies, like, uh, sure, yeah, or getting hired for people, so, and I really wanted, uh, I really wanted a search system, and uh, I had to build it myself. And so then I just like was building it because I was a musician and I wanted this surge. And then one thing led to another and I was building these surges and then Peter, I was like, well, I wish should sell the CF and Bar stuff. And Peter was like, well, maybe you want to build the CF and Bar stuff. Well, you introduced it to me that you, you said something to me in the first contact about only doing bananas. That's true also. We, yeah, I told, and I guess Peter told me that the selling point for him was that I was only doing banana stuff. Because random surge people, they were the ones that actually talked me into doing banana stuff. Because at first I was like, I had my Euro rack and I was super happy. And Ralph was like, no, 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 you got to do the banana stuff. And I was like, I'm crazy. That stuff's so big, man. What am I going to do with that big stuff? And then I built one and I was super hooked after that. And then it was like downhill from there. Did you build like, like a full surge panel or modules? No, I just built like one module, you know, like I built like one module. My first stuff with the surge, I mean, I didn't have a power supply. It's just like floating on my next to my mixing board and I was just connecting, you know, like I didn't have any banana cables. I was using Euro rack cables, but it all works, you know? Mm -hmm. And, uh, I just, yeah, just really like the format from playing, like from taking stuff to shows and like having, if you have a trouble when you're playing a show with a Euro rack system, if you go crazy with a really big patch and you have like stacked stuff, I would always lose my, patch and uh, I thought the bananas were really secure and I really really enjoyed uh, the banana stuff and then my friend Heinbach we met like years ago well not years maybe a couple of years ago and he's the one who showed me Peter's instruments because I really thought they were totally crazy and then he was like he was like hey check this out and I actually got to play one and I was like wow this is really amazing what like, one was it it was a Sidrax Okay. And I was I was super blown away, and then I, of course, I bought one myself, and I had the normal user error where I just plugged in the mono cable, and I thought it was like I was like, what is this crazy thing? And I put it on the shelf for three months, but then I found it again, and I was happy. So. So you can help people with that error. Yeah, I can help people with that error. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> So yeah, that's that's uh, that's the quickest way I can get you to where we are. Okay, and then with the Seattle Lombard thing, like I think at some point Peter came over and did a workshop at Patchpoint. Is that correct? Yeah, he came and did a workshop at the Patchpoint, the old uh, warehousey middle of, by the river location that maybe only five people came to, but it was cool. And uh, a lot of people came to the workshop. That was that was true. And uh, yeah, and so that was yeah that was a good workshop. And then we did another workshop last time he came over. Kind of he kind of comes over. Or he was coming over and showing us how to do stuff and doing a workshop. Kind of multitasking. That was you know? when we went to check yeah. the second time. Yeah, we went to check the second time. So that's where some a lot of our wood is getting made, Peter and I went and selected. We made a list of woods in Czech. Yeah, we... Uh, yeah, we, we made a list of woods in Czech. Now, we're going to try to remember some of them. Yeah, we learned... Smirk. Uh, Uh-oh. Smirk. 
Douglaska. Douglaska. Dub. I got dub. Okay. Orzek. Stole dub. Orzek. Uh, Svenska. Akat. Oh, I think we're done. I think it's. <laughs> There's so one. many more. Yeah. But, yeah. We have a workshop in Czech. It's a good one. So, um, was Darren selling Seat Lombard before you guys first met, or was it after the first time you met that he decided, or you guys agreed to kind of have Patchpoint take on building and selling? Wait, this is Darren, I, but I got the question. It was like, was Darren... No, we weren't selling because we had to ask Peter if we could sell Seat Lombard. So that was the thing. Was I was like, hey, Peter, can we sell Seat Lombard? So he was sending us instruments at the beginning. Okay, so he was so, building them first for you to sell. He was building them for us, yes. And then we needed more than he could supply. And then he offered that we build them so that we could supply more instruments. And so he trained us. He actually came out here two times to train, and I went to Portland one time so that we trained and then we had, well, we talk on the phone quite a bit because we got these, yeah, this line that I'm calling you on, I can call the US for two cents a minute and it sounds crystal clear. So it's really helpful to working in Europe. Yeah, I appreciate you calling me as well. Uh, last time I called the States, I interviewed uh, Paperbark and got a $130 phone bill. So. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, this is going to cost maximum, if we talk an hour, it's going to cost maximum one euro 20. Okay, well, if you want, you can send me your PayPal and I'll get that over. I'm not going to bill you one euro 20. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to happen. I will send you, I'm not going to give you a free cable either. I would like to. Maybe I will give you some free cables because we just made our own banana cables. It's funny, I actually was... Um, after we talked, I was planning on picking up a Bug Brand PT delay from you guys if you had one. And I posted a pedal for sale uh, to help fund that. And my buddy hit me up who had one and offered to trade. So. Oh, that's cool. Well, because we don't have, like, Bug Brand, he's the one, he's special. So we have, he sells to a couple more stores, but he builds everything himself and he wants to build everything himself. So we have very limited amount of his stuff, but whenever he wants to sell his stuff to us, we're more than happy to take it. Right. So I'm happy if you got it somewhere else. Totally, perfectly fine for us. <laughs> so you can't like you can't place orders for Bug Brand through you either. It's just whatever he gives you no, for stock. No, you can't. We we no. We only do the pre-orders for the Seat stuff and the Surge Cuff stuff because we know we're going to deliver it. You know, we know that we know we have the stuff coming and we know we can build it. We know it's you know we we only do all our pre-sales. I mean, we would love. I would love to never do pre-sales, but. You know, we are a small team and, you know, big part of Peter being here or the great thing is that we can maybe expand a little bit on the wood side of things so that we can build instruments and maybe have them in stock someday soon. Yeah, because I don't know if like you guys have noticed this or if it's just kind of the circle I've been in, but it seems like Peter's instruments seem to pop up more and more frequently these days. Hmm. Like on the secondhand market? No, no, no. I mean, people are buying them and using them. Like, it seems like... Ah! Yes, I agree. I think I, I totally... I, have, I don't really float on that. I just kind of float on that we are out of wood and we need more wood and... Uh, you know, like, uh, I want to, cause for us, it's way for everybody, Peter included, it's the best if we can manage to have the instruments ready. So we don't have to answer emails about when it's coming and, you know, cause we're literally working our ass off like all the time. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, but it's worth it. It's fun. So we're we're trying to keep up with the demand but not change anything because i think the wood experience is what it makes it special like for me the first time i picked up this instrument i was like wow this is really weird but at the same time i was super happy to have a fixed output um 
connection that's line and uh, a simple power connection and a whole instrument in my hand, you know? Like nowadays, like Juno, my Jupiter 4 is my favorite instrument, like ever to play. But if I had to make a choice, this second, I would take a Sidrax because I could put it in my pocket. And it's just like, I feel like I would musically come up with enough stuff as lugging around this giant Jupiter 4 that I'm gonna have to fix every five years and calibrate. Like, so, and that's kind of where Patchpoint came up is these instruments that we sell, these are things that I would use. Like I, I wouldn't sell anything that I wouldn't want to use myself. And that's uh, kind of a thing. Before, uh, sorry, I cut you off there, but um, I had a three panel um, random source system at one point. Okay. And before I got into Surge, my buddy showed me a video of um, someone demoing the Res EQ, and I'm just curious, was that you? I'm not sure. Like, it, that's pretty vague. There was a video. If it's um, a really weird video, then it's me. <laughs> it but sure was a weird video. Yeah, that's probably me. Then. Well, it's not me, actually. It's this guy that... I employ called Dr. Wiener that does some surge videos. Oh, I see. So he's the one that takes care of the demo side of things for you. Yeah. Well, it might be me. Actually, for the German government, it is me. I'm an artist. I do make videos. So, yes, it's me. I've come clean. <clears throat> well, tell them about the vacuum cleaners. Oh, the new one. Yeah, there's a new video. The SSG? So, premiering soon. What? The SS. No, no, no. This one is future. I mean, this is like nobody's seen it yet. Okay. So it's. Um, I'll tell. Yeah, Peter's going to tell you. Darren has rigged up a stage in the corona stricken studio. As in, there's no customers. No customers can come in or out of the studio. If there were customers. Before Corona stuck in the studio, they're still stuck in there a year later. <laughs> and these customers are robots. They've, like, at, during Corona, we've learned to think of customers as, like, automata. So, to imitate them, we miss them. We miss the sweaty customers. And we've replaced them with cleaning robots. And Darren has rigged one of them with a wand on its face so that it can knock instruments around and like just fiddle with things. And, and they all the kick them on around on the floor. Yeah. They kick they kick the instruments, is my point. Okay. They, they're like wearing the instruments down. The and let me just do a disclaimer. It's only the um, display models. So it's not instruments that are actually sold to customer, real customers. This is all, it's a piece. I'm just trying to argue that I know you're not arguing with me, first of all, <laughs> but I'm going to argue that Darren is still a musician for the purpose of the German government because he does do pieces. And this is a wonderful piece that you should watch when it comes out. He's using the vacuum robots, those circular things on the floor that rove around, and they're moving in a space full of instruments, and they're like pushing them around, and there's great sound. There's great pieces. There's great, a great signal chain there. So it's a solid video in concept, and it's a piece too. You know, when this is all over, I mean, Corona, we're gonna do this on stage. It's gonna be great. But the, the, everything has become experimental when you have a musical instrument store and you just can't open it for people. It's not open for business. So we've been doing a lot of, you know, cabin fever things and some great pieces are going to come out of this. So there is hope here. Well, I'm really looking forward to it. That sounds pretty cool. Yeah, watch for it. What's the channel that it's going to be on? I don't know. I think it's going to be, we haven't decided the channel it's Well, there's out. a branded channel. Yeah, it's going to come out on some channel. So between Seattle um, Lombard's YouTube and the Patchpoint YouTube, I guess? 
Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Maybe I'll use the, well, maybe we should, yeah, maybe we should put it on all channels. Peter, can we put it on your channel? Sure. Okay, so we'll put it on some, we'll try it on some different channels. Patchpoint channel doesn't have very many followers because we only have like, We should do a studio tour of the new workshop. A too. studio tour of the new workshop. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's true. We should also do that. That's the great thing about having Peter here is hopefully we can do some new videos. We have like a video area. We need a video editor. We have a video editor. We do. This Miss um, Zoe McPherson is a great video editor. Shouldn't have dropped her name on the internet. She makes good music, too. <laughs> Did you want me to bleep so, it out? Just, um, um, buzz that and write blah, 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 yeah. employee, yeah. unknown employee. Yeah, buzz it yeah. to say unknown employee of Patchpoint. Yeah. Okay, I could out. do that. Well, we'll... Yeah. Or, or not. I don't know. I'll have to ask her tomorrow. Yeah. Okay, well... Yeah, I was going to tell you there back when we were talking about the Res EQ, so before... Basically, for every episode of the podcast, I do a little intro chat and make a plum butter beat. Okay. And just before we spoke, I uh, did one uh, plum butter beat for the intro of this, and I actually took mm -hmm. the audio from that Res EQ video and ran it and gated it through the deer horn on the plum butter. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. That's the, like uh, how to use a Res EQ for anything but an equalizer or something? Pretty much. Yeah, okay. That was a fun video. It was. I, my friend that showed me, like, we watch it pretty much every time we uh, get on the Surge Talks. Wow. Cool. I'm going to try to make more videos because we have... Why well, am making more videos? It's, um, yeah, it's a lot more work than I imagined to do this store thing, but it's cool. And you did one on the SSG recently as well, right? Yeah, yeah. So now we have sort of a, we have a light setup. So we use the light setup and then we have like a video. We have some cameras. So last time I did that, I just, we just turned on the camera and made a video. So if you have any requests for videos, somebody wanted an NTO video, I think I should do that. Cause sometimes the simplest things are kind of like confusing. Sure. And I think and that's actually, yeah, what? Sorry. I was going to say something like the NTO too, like there's not a ton of it on process, you know, it's in a lot of people's racks and patches, but I don't know that there's a ton out there just showing the raw sound and functions. Yeah. I mean, the coolest thing with the NTO is that it has the VCAs in the oscillator. Like it has two VCAs, so you can VCA the portamento and you can VCA the, um, whatchamacallit, frequency modulation. So it's nice that, that's the cool thing that Surge has is these like VCAs in the oscillators. So it makes it really, really weird in a good way. I so. seen um, you guys posted some Seat Lombard manuals recently and they're on your website, right? Yeah, that's, a, that's an attempt. We're actually gonna work on another one tomorrow with Peter because like uh, the manual thing. What do you think about the manual? Do you like it? Does it help as a user? I think it's great, yeah. I uh, I had an old one that I found on the Muff Wiggler forum before you guys posted that one that was kind of similar, but it, it, it is just like, you know, I don't think it demystifies the instrument. It just gives you enough to answer some questions if you have them. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's what we're trying to do is just I don't know um, yeah give somebody something to work with we're gonna try a sort of different approach with the Deerhorn one more in the classic Peter style but also of, of having text um, so people can understand because the Deerhorn I mean now if I can repick I think the Deerhorn is still my favorite instrument like recently so they always change for me like that one, I really love the sound source, and I really love the um, the textures it creates when you cross-modulate stuff, and when you also, like the big bumps of the deer horn I found is when you leave the sound on and you put another pitch into the instrument, like then you get some sort of 
pseudo sidechain compression compression because it mixes the actual sound with the VCA of the input signal and it's super nice. I don't think I've tried that yet. That's a killer tip I think people are going to love. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a fantastic uh yeah, I love that instrument. Like I love it. Uh, this is a good point to mention. Should we mention the disclaimer now? Or no? No. We were going to mention the disclaimer about the deer horn, but yeah, I'll just Well, I know I'm talking to you, but I'm going to I'm going to talk straight to the We have a Zoom microphone here, which is what you requested, right? Sure. Yeah. So I'm going to talk straight to the Zoom microphone. The trimmers are factory set on deer horn modules, so you don't need to trim them. You just use the rubber pot to find the correct antenna tuning, but you do not need to trim the trimmers. If you want to, you can contact us. Oh, actually, cut that up. I'll just stop it there. Cut out that last, like, if you want to. There's no if you want to. Okay. We'll explain what it does. Okay. Hey, we'll explain what it does. Um, yeah, in some sort of manual or a good way to do it. I've got it down to, like, two sentences, how to trim it. But the, the problem... Well, there's no problem. People right now, the first thing they want to do is they want to trim the instrument, but it's like, it's already calibrated. You don't need to. We don't send need it to, to yeah. we send it to you calibrated, but people right, yeah, they really want to trim it first thing, but you just have to kind of turn that antenna knob. The trimmer is only for if it gets out of whack, which it probably never will or should. And uh, it's a really weird instrument because the amount of cables are going to affect where the radio fields are interacting with your hands. So yeah. it's, really like a, it's really like a violin where you really have to really be super, what's the word, like not coherent, but like super mm, coherent of where your hand is moving over the instrument and what else is interacting with the radio field. And that really allows you to play the instrument the best, I guess. When you're patching it, you're moving your hand. When you're patching it, you're moving your hand. So that's playing it, too. Yeah, patching it is playing it. And the robots, so that wand that he was telling you about, the purpose of the wand on the robot was to play the deer horn. Okay. And when it when it played the deer horn it was it's it's really nice well it also creates a sense of it creates a sense of danger in the room too the, because it's a long it's like a meter long metal rod suspended or erected from a fulcrum which is the center of a robot swinging around in a room full of wires and cords and instruments so and it has it can slam it with enough force into things, knock them down, drag things around, bloody the instruments with that rod. It looks like a Dalek. A what, sorry? You still there? Yeah. Oh, hey. Well, uh, maybe we have a question for you. Okay, sure. Where, what state are you in? I'm in uh, Canada, in Edmonton, uh, northwest-ish. He's in Canada? Yeah. That's, that's awesome. Okay. We're proud of you. We're very happy. We're very happy. We're proud of you. We're proud of you. For not being in the States? I think so. <laughs> well, I don't want to know. Listen, I'm not bailing out of the States. I went through four years... In, I was in the trenches in the States. I chose to leave after my work was done. Mm -hmm. Now I can relax with wine and cheese. Darren, I'm going to heckle you. You're pouring too much Jägermeister for me. Well, Peter, um, 
since I have you here, I'm just curious. I never did reach out to you and ask you if this podcast was okay, but I assume now that you're talking to me, you are okay with it? Well, there's probably things you're going to need to cut out. Like, I don't know if <laughs> disclaimer was the right timing. I, we, we wanted to have a disclaimer, but you know what? It's actually our job. We're going to make a little piece of paper for each one. It's just we get our, all our customers confused when they, I don't know. Well, you know, it's the media effect. It's like Heinbach, bless his soul, he made a video and he did like an extensive nerd out, pre-nerd out. He pre-nerded out on it and he tuned it. He's like, look, I know how to use these trimmers. I'm going to show you the secret. And he did it first, according to what I hear. That's what I've been told. And so, you know, like the media effect of that is like, it's interesting. Synthesizers are like controlled by YouTube, kind of. Their design and implementation and usage. And our customer relations is controlled by media too. So Heinbach placed something that he didn't really intend. I don't know. No, he gets his energy from being a mage. Are a magus of synthesizers. So I'm not going to interfere. I'm not trying to like block him from being that, from getting any energy that he needs to get. But we need to counteract. We have our own Pokemon ball that we open back on that, which is a piece of paper. We need to, we just want to stop our customers from getting lost. In this chaotic magic spell that he has cast over them with YouTube. <laughs> so, yeah, but this is just standard business. It's actually really boring. I'm just having such a good time explaining it to you. I wish I'm we, gonna, we should call Heimbach. Yeah, well, this is, we're basically giving him a shout out right yeah, now. Yeah, that's true. Well, he he was on my list of things to bring up, anyways, because he is uh, some sort of collaborator with the business, I believe. Yeah, he collaborates with the business. Yeah, yeah. Well, he did a he did a piece. Here, here. Hello. Hi. Pass. Hi. Hi. Back to Darren. Hi, Darren. Hi. You were talking. Yeah, I was going to say that to Peter that he'd be happy to know I haven't touched the trimmers on my deer horn. <laughs> ah, he hasn't touched the deer horn trimmers. That's cool. And he, yeah, cool. We're very happy about that. It worked great right away. Cool. Well, you found the tuning knobs and uh, that's nice. Yeah, it's confusing for people because the tuning knob is actually the antenna tuning knob, and then the pitch tuning knobs are the other pitch tuning knobs. Uh-huh. So. I found, too, like, one of the first things I did is I patched it into Stuber, and, okay. and I was using the, with the, the, like, gesture CV outs from the deer horn to control the patch. Mm-hmm. And Stuber, being as wild as it is, was picking up like line noise from my phone or something. But it ah. w- it would only pick it up as I brought my hand closer to the Stuber. So I was like grabbing raw electricity in 3D. It was the coolest thing. Wow. There's like, um, yeah, the Stuber is, is amazing. I really like your Stuber videos. I oh, was thanks. I'm very happy that somebody was posting some some coherent sounding super videos it's like a magical little thing that you don't really have to give it much information and it just really kind of like a coquanus right yeah totally but me and a friend of mine alex cobb he has one as well and he's constantly on the forums anything stuber related just saying like this is the underrated one it's just as magic as the rest it's just because there's not much out there i think that people don't really buy into it as much because like peter was saying youtube kind of controls the synth markets yeah, in a weird way, yeah. I mean, we tried to make a Stuber video, but I think our Stuber video was was super abstract. I think I need to do a talkie Stuber video. That video was so good, be, though. 
Yeah. Yeah, I loved cool. it. We do the we do the instrument check. We'll do an instrument check. Just like objective check. Objective. Yeah. Okay. Well, within the objective check, there's jokes and in jokes and yeah, you know, heckling and stuff. Heckling. <laughs> yeah, because well, keyword is heckling. Yeah, he's trying to multitask here. He's trying to show me how to test the instrument and make a video at the same time. <laughs> but I think that, uh, yeah, anyway, the Stuber is, I agree with you. I don't, I wouldn't call it underrated, but it's under-informed. And the whole line, I'm going to, Peter told me, this is kind of a secret, but he told me that the oval synth is like the pinnacle of his work. I said that it was the worst instrument. Oh, he actually <laughs> it's supposed to be purposely some... a bad instrument. Wait, wait, wait. He said he said what did you say? It's purposely well, like it's interrogating what is a bad musical electronic instrument. Like it has like weird shorts across it. Like weird things, they're talk cross talking to each other. I have a counterpoint. Okay, here's the counterpoint. The counterpoint is it's so future. It sounds fucking amazing. Like the the Fyrol. I don't. I haven't. We haven't started with the Fyrol and the Shrine, but these oval instruments. I've gotten sounds yeah, out of do the big one. that are super. Like, I don't know. Like. I mean, Pansonic is one of the music people I really liked back in the day, and these kind of like super hi-fi... That was clicks and rhythmic cuts. Rhythmic clicks. That was clicks and cuts. Yes, yeah. I like, remember clicks and cuts. now because I'm talking I about... I was inspired by clicks and cuts. I was inspired by clicks and cuts. I was inspired by clicks and cuts. Yeah. So, so, so... That's perfect because that's exactly what I heard with these instruments. It's like when you find a patch point, you get these rhythms that you would never try to make and you get these like super low frequencies and super high frequencies that you would never... They started with a German... They had a German like pulse divider drum machine. What is they started with? It was just like a pulse generator. Yeah. Yeah. So are we going to get to what's in the oval synth or no? pulse a pulse generator and a resonator so that's actually basically i as i understand pansonic that would be their basic toolkit is there's like a very like sharp pulse generator with like that infinite infinite spectral energy in each pulse and then the resonator with the fixed spectral energy in each pulse and there's, yeah, there's one resonator, there's a left resonator and a right, you know, left and right stereo. On all the oval sense or just the Stuber? There's stereo everywhere. So to quote the, the mage himself, the, the stereo plug is the lingua franca of Zia Lombard. So uh, everything is intentionally in stereo. So they get passed around on the side of it and on the front and the back in stereo. So you have a stereo resonator. It's funny you bring yeah. that up, Peter, because uh, occasionally I will patch my Sidrax in a some stereo to mono into guitar pedals and stuff, and I always feel like I'm cheating. Okay, well, that is actually the what we call the magic chord or the cheat chord the, or the golden chord. That is the golden chord. That we have those. We have different versions of those, and we'll have them available to the public, at least in idea form. So here's the idea: is you have a stereo mini to a mono quarter, or you could have it to a mono, you know, eighth inch of the Euro rack. And those chords are just great to have around. It's a really nice chord to have around, exactly as you said, to pump it into a amp. I have, uh, I think the most impressive sound I got with Plum Butter was through a Blues, a Blues Junior amp. Yep. I remember getting a kiss for that, actually. A kiss? For, Playing plum butter so well through a blues junior amp. Yep. 
That's amazing. Let me tell you about my personal life. Let's hear it. <laughs> we, you know, actually, I'm sorry. I got you. I had you confused for a moment for our German realtor because I want to tell him about my personal life. Okay. Okay. <laughs> His name is Dirk. Yeah. The realtor? He's, there's a lot of, yeah, we're doing, we're hitting the German pretty hard. If that was a bong, we'd be really hitting it really hard at the moment. We know a lot of words in German, like technical words, yep. We're hitting the German bong pretty hard right now. Uh-oh. Shit. What is the German bong, Peter? Um, just all the officials. There's a lot of officials that we talk to and service representatives. And, you know, they have all their way of a, a very... Uh, what would it be called? Bureaucratic. Communicative, well, yeah, bureaucratic way of communicating. And so we just have to navigate it. And actually, it's pretty fun because it's kind of like computer hacking. It's just like hacking, the same thing. You have like a computer program set up and you just you just go through it and you, uh, what's it called, decompile it or like reverse engineer it and work, just figure out what they're like internal logic is and then just boom yeah hey is there envelope followers in the stuber by any chance well there's you know there's nothing like normal in it he's asking about the stuber there's one part that i forgot to mention that is like a latent thing that you will eventually get really used to and understand its importance is it has a like the the main frequency knobs go through an undulator before they control the, the resonator and the undulator is a resonator of low frequency so it is kind of like it works with envelope kind of gestures like the really slow gestures right they're slow they're the same filter that the stuber uses but on a i think it's a maybe 20 to 1 you know frequency or a 120th of the frequency relationship so therefore when you move the knobs or when actually you're using the instrument to kind of cross patch itself um, then these resonators come into play and they resonate different frequencies that also are set by the knobs. But basically they, you can feel it when you're moving the knob. You should feel like the squishy waviness about moving the knob. So it gives, it just, the intention was just to be, make it a most living kind of like lively reaction and non-knob as much as possible like the non-knob I have to say on the phone non-knob but basically it's just knob without a K it's just not a knob and it's something that you don't really know what it does but it's kind of like living like a good synthesizer patch mm -hmm. like if you make you know when you make a good synthesizer patch and it plays itself then trying to make a knob that encapsulates that whole concept I, I totally get that in working with it too because <clears throat> sometimes you all have everything set up and it's just going perfect and then the slightest move of that knob it doesn't react right away and then a few seconds later i have a different patch yeah yeah um right. i i don't know if you remember but i actually sent mine back because i thought it was broke yeah, I remember that happening. I mean, that's like always with my customers, I, I have ghosts. and I mean, most of my YouTube videos are about... I have a, a particular Coca Qantas video that's like... I tried to make it as long as possible about me just listening there and going, what was that sound? What was that? 
you know, like the ghost hunters, you know how the ghost hunters go in the buildings and they're like, bro, what was that? Oh, oh my God. <laughs> you know, in the buildings, in the abandoned empty buildings. And, you know, so I'm, I'm just trying to work. I'm just trying to understand that and live with that. That Yeah, that's, you hear things. Yeah. So, um, and we all hear different things. I'm happy, here, let me put it this way. I'm happy to work with people who have really sensitive hearing because I, I do too. I will definitely admit that I have kind of sensitive hearing. So I appreciate knowing that other sensitive listeners are out there. Well, your instruments taught me how to listen, to be honest. Cool. Yeah, I mean, maybe, yeah, it's a knowledge. Yeah, it's something you can learn. Hopefully it's something you can learn, yeah. Hopefully it's not like just limited to certain people. Or maybe it's latent in some people. I don't know. Maybe other people have other things that they can see better. I can't see too well. You know what? Darren can't see too well either. <laughs> well, it sounds like you guys are going to make quite the team. Maybe if you both can't see well combined, you will yeah. be able to see well. Well, we have a seeing eye dog too. Okay. Yeah. I'm just joking, actually. That was just a joke. You could cut that out. We have a dog here, though, right now. Here, let's get the dog on the phone. Hold on a second. Don't say anything, like, about synthesizers. The dog doesn't like it. Okay? Let's see if we get... Okay. Hey, puppy. Oh, sh... Okay. Didn't... All right, first, first is not on the phone. Who? No, first is the dog. Sorry, can you say the name again? Fust, Fust. I can't really say the name. It's in German. Okay, I'm not gonna. I was gonna ask the name first. so I could try and have a better conversation, but. Well, it sounds like first. Yeah, it's like basically it's, it sounds like it first. Is first. Okay, but first. Spelled in a really cool way. Yeah, spelled in a cool way. Hey, um, back to a business question. So I, I did a little research last night, and I know you guys rent out the studio um, so people can come in. We and don't. What, can I interrupt you for a second? You sure can. Okay, we don't rent the studio. The studio is free. Okay, that's what I was getting to. I was blown away by that. Yeah, yeah. The studio, yeah, we don't rent it. So it's like... I, we were inspired by EMS, and they have all these old surges, and uh, they let people use it for free. And I think that's amazing because, like, so many people don't have access to these weird instruments. So we have a bunch of old surge. We also have a bunch of old CL Lombard, and we let people use it for free. And it's, yeah, COVID has kind of screwed this thing up. So we don't really allow bookings because we're actually not allowed to have people do bookings. But before and after, we do let people do bookings. And when it's allowed, we let people do bookings. So we have all these really old instruments and we kind of, it's like a library and you can try them. There's a bunch of old, um, I don't know, it's not even Coquanus, it's like a Coco Lassi or something. And yeah, yeah. These we have we have a lot of old Peter instruments that I just kinda grabbed when Coconut Lassi. Coconut Lassi, he says. But um, yeah. So what is your question exactly? I, I was just getting to the fact that people could pre COVID book it and that it was free. I thought I just wanted to bring that up on air because I didn't know until yeah. I dove into your website last night to get ready for this chat and I was just like, that is the coolest thing. Yeah, it's really free and it's now with a new location, we do have a room. So you actually have your own room with speakers and you have um, these old surge and you have some old CF stuff and you have all the current CF stuff. Basically, the booking room, you can pick anything that we sell, or you can use the old stuff, and um, if you want to apply for a residency, then you can do it for longer than a day. But the normal concept is that um, people can do it without application. 
So that's uh, like one thing we went beyond EMS with is at EMS you have to do an application and you can do like a tour one, two, three week residency. But at our thing, you can use a surge or the CF Lombard and you can just do it for a day. There's no application. The only way you would need to do an application is if you're doing it for like one week or two weeks or you want to do like a long project, then you do an application. Sure. But in our normal process, we have it so that anybody can book. There's no application and you just come in, you get your room and then you go for six hours. But we can't help you because we're busy like shipping instruments and talking to customers and building instruments. So that's kind of like the way our booking room works. Okay, I see what you're saying. So that's kind of the difference from somewhere where you might pay is they might have an engineer or someone there that can show you yes, how to... Yes, exactly. Yeah, we, we don't charge anything. Because that was what I realized between you and me and all the listeners is that if we charge people then they would feel entitled to possibly have it the way they wanted. But what we do is we give you everything working and you can try all these instruments and it doesn't cost anything because that's the point. Well, that's so that's cool. Is that, yeah. And you, so. you mentioned a little while back in the interview and we've kind of been all over the place, but you have uh, Patchpoint branded banana cables now. Is that correct? Well, they're not Patchpoint branded because, well, there's a couple reasons behind that that I actually didn't think of. And I just wanted... Wiener Johnson. Well, <laughs> yeah, they're not... <laughs> Banana <laughs> the, doctor. The, well, you know what I heard? There's rumors in Europe that... The, Wiener doctor. That the banana cable would actually be... Wiener banned. Jack. Wiener Jack. Oh, no. <laughs> he... Yeah, because it's officially not... Wiener plug. Um, safe. Because Dr. You don't Jack. <laughs> so, he, so I'm going to explain to the listeners what's going on right now. I'm trying to talk to you about banana pay cables. Banana Jack. And Peter is trying to come up with a brand name for his special cable <laughs> that's stereo to quarter inch at the same time. No, it's your banana jack. It's your banana jack. Yeah. Well, I think I'm right on this one. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah. Um, what was I saying? Yeah, the banana cables. So we made some banana cables because... What was the brand name of the original ones? Pomona? Yeah. <laughs> We we tried to of your original ones. What was the what was your original brand name? Banana TM. Banana TM. Yeah, but that's just banana cables. Okay. Banana Wiener. We tried to contact Pomona. We tried to buy in bulk. They weren't having it. They're like a mega corporation, like pulp or like Coke. Right. I don't know what's happening now. We're we're um, it's really late in Berlin. I'm, I'm not comfortable with this. I like playing when people are talking. Oh, well yeah. I can call well, you back. No, well, you talked and I play. Okay, I'll talk. I'm talking. Just Peter's talk playing. <laughs> I'm talking. That's Peter's good. playing. This is jazz. I'm not comfortable with this. Why are you not comfortable? I think you should have a real conversation when you're playing music. Okay, well what do you want to talk about? Okay. That's good enough. That's now, not long enough. We, we have to play three minutes. minutes. Well, what was his name? Jay. Jay. Well, Jay was great to have asking us questions. I like trying to make him laugh. That was fun. So that's when we were playing music. We're just trying to imitate that empty shell of Jay. I shouldn't have hung up on Jay. I wasn't hanging up on him. I was trying to get the we music. We were saying it was late. Well, I was trying to get the music job done. 
while Dave was... I should have left him on the phone. By the way, this instrument you've been hearing the whole time is the... Tokotko box. The Butko box. The blip box. By Brob Georgink. Really messed that up. Only branding my own stuff, man. No, I know uh, Rob Hordick is very good, and so does Darren. He's our good friend. We have him here sitting on the kitchen table making our, like, cooking and digestive sounds. As, and also just, like, uh, it's better when it's quieter, though. We have it really quiet all night. All night, we have the blippo box going. And the, these little resonant sounds are like water dripping in a cave. Are we panning it? What? I'm trying to turn it down. You're well, just turning it around and around? Uh, let's stop it.